Hello, friends, and welcome to another bubble-popping episode of Bat Flips hey. and Flips. Yeah, the bubble is popped. Canada <laughs> is in some trouble here, but you know what, folks? We got to stick together. Uh, and what better way to stick together, Justin Anderson, out in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan? What better way to stick together than to huddle around your smartphone or computer or google machine whatever you got and uh, <laughs> snuggle up with bfmd podcast you can find us on twitter at bfmd podcast we're on anchor apple podcast spotify uh google podcasts or youtube podcasts tune in stitcher and there's a ton of other podcasts provided we're just everywhere we're all over the place we're just like coronavirus we are everywhere oh, even even where we aren't wanted I can't tell. I can't tell if it's too soon for us to be making <laughs> jokes. But in all honesty, everybody just stay safe. Yes. Uh, how's your How's your week or week and a half been, Justin? I know we've kind of put put the brakes on uh, pumping out episodes so rapid fire, but uh, you know we're 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 still here. We're still kicking. We yeah, we're still here. I'm like full time work from home once again. They I, I've been working from home for like three weeks anyway, but. Our, yeah. My whole company got sent home again uh, here in Saskatoon with the cases on the rise. But, yep. uh, yeah, just trying to uh, stay indoors, go for little walks around the block when I can. And, yeah, just uh, enjoying the solitude. Yeah, it's been three days since I left my apartment. And, uh, I mean, like everybody in Nova <laughs> Scotia, I've been monitoring the case, the cases as they come in, refreshing all the time, looking for exposure zones. Couple of close calls, but no, uh, I have not been in any locations with exposure, blah, 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 exposure notifications. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I can continue observing physical distancing. And uh, everybody out there listening, stay safe, please. It is so important. Um, if there's one thing that I could say to wrap up uh, <laughs> the introduction of this episode, just wear a fucking mask. Uh, I'm sorry, Miss Anderson. No, uh, she'd appreciate that one. Yeah, wear a fucking mask, people. Take care of your friends and family, your neighbors, everybody out there. We gotta be, we gotta be smart if we're gonna beat this. Yeah, it's not that be smart to wear a mask. All that being exactly. All that being said, let's just get right into the baseball news. There's a lot to talk about today. Let's get right into it. Um, the first thing I want to say off the hop is. Even though I just said there's a lot of news, there hasn't been that much news, which is part of the reason why we've gone a little bit quiet uh, recently. There's just not a lot happening in free agency signings. I think everything is just waiting to see where we're at with the vaccine uh, for COVID as well as uh, what teams are going to be doing. I'll say off the hop, uh, things don't look great for the Jays to play in Toronto uh, as the Raptors were just told no um, and of course the team bearing no ill will moves down to Tampa Bay to become the Tampa Bay Raptors for the season, I guess, uh, <laughs> or until widespread measures are in effect and a vaccine, uh, has been mass distributed. Uh, how do you feel about, uh, the raps going down South? Are you okay with it? Uh, I mean, it's what it was, it was inevitable. I mean, I, I don't see, like you said, I don't see the Jays playing in Toronto anytime soon either. So yeah, uh, I think it's just the reality. I'm even curious to see, I know the NHL hasn't uh, decided when they're going to start yet. So we'll see what happens with all the our Canadian NHL teams as well, too. If we have to have like a Canadian division or if yeah. we just move down and play in 
what if the Leafs played in the in, in Boston's arena? God, I would hate that. But I'm just like, <laughs> oh man, Ch- change their colors to yellow and black and white and call Ugh. themselves the Boston Maple Leafs or something. Terrible. No, don't even say that. But anyway, Ugh. yeah, I, it's it's it is what it is. It's at least we're hopefully getting basketball back, get some more sports to watch because uh, NFL happens three days a week, and I couldn't care less about some games. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just want to see teams I care about play again. <laughs> 100%. Speaking of teams you care about, we've got some good news on the Jays' front. Uh, yeah. This uh, broke via Ken Rosenthal. It looks like Mark Shapiro uh, and the Blue Jays have agreed on a new contract. Uh, details are very scant on it. Uh, but uh, if you were to grade Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins since they joined uh, the Toronto Blue Jays baseball club, how would you rate their performance? Not the yeah. team, but their performance. Their performance um, started out a little rocky. I mean, people had expectations of these big, crazy trades after Alex Anthopoulos. And I think uh, we were spoiled a little bit by the fact that he just went for it, which was cool. We had back-to-back uh, ALCS appearances, but weren't able to get over the hump. The team was old when, when this current regime of Shapkins took over. Um, and they've done a great job of restocking the prospect cupboard. I mean, we've got... They drafted Bo Bichette, their first draft. Uh, Kevin yeah. Biggio. We've got Nate Pearson. A um, bunch of others. Austin Martin recently. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys who they've who they've been able to pick up. A lot of international signings as well, too, in the good old uh, Latin American free agency window. But I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to give them, like, a high-quality uh, high quality A because they are up to something. Um, and that, that something is making the team... Uh, irrelevant for years to come. Yeah, I mean, you've said it yourself with all the draft prospects. Uh, the the cupboard has been refilled, and uh, a lot of the uh, the good picks that have happened in the last five years. I mean, they were the ones who did all the drafts uh, since they came on as of December 2015. So they're coming up on their five year anniversary at the club. They neither of them, as far as I know, have no have any intention of being anywhere else. Uh, right now and the team is trending in the right direction um mm-hmm. i think we should put 2020 uh results aside uh, as they do represent a significantly smaller sample size say that five times fast <laughs> uh than uh, other seasons so we'll see if they end up playing a full 162 game season which i am very skeptical about uh if that is the case we will see what it looks like uh as far as uh, the team performance, I give them just a full on a, um, I, the, there's actually, there's not really any trades that I can think of. Uh, even the Derek Fisher one, it doesn't really matter because uh, Aaron Sanchez didn't really end up doing anything. Um, it was more the Cal Stevenson part of that trade that was kind of upsetting, but even then um, we're okay without him. So, yeah, A for you, Shapiro and Atkins. By the way, I think it's Shatkins, not Shapkins, that people have been calling. Yeah, I, I don't refer to them by that derogatory term. <laughs> <laughs> I respect them, so I call them uh, by their actual names. Shapkins? Okay, yeah. I like Shatkins. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Jim Bowden uh, via Twitter said the Blue Jays are committed to try to add at least an impact player 
in either free agency or by trade, uh, whether it be a starting pitcher or position player. Uh, we've already said it a billion times. Uh, they've been connected to a number of different high-profile free agents. Um, Ian Hunter also reported on the 15th, which I realize now is eight days ago, that they wanted to add uh, one, two, or three uh, really good players, which is a little pie in the sky. Uh, the Jays uh, were uh, were mentioned as far as being interested in George Springer. That was via fan sided. Uh, John Heyman first reported it. Um, there's a lot of hullabaloo. Um, honestly, I'm of the opinion like cool our Jets because like they they can say all these things and these are all the right things that you want to hear management saying. But I really don't care about this until stuff actually happens. So I'm gonna just say. Obviously, they're up to something. That's great. Uh, Justin, what's your two cents? Yeah, I mean, like I've said in the past episodes, they're going to be connected to every free agent. Teams just do their due diligence. It's what's going to happen. Uh, and I think that's really all we need to worry about. Exactamundo, the Blue Jays added five players to their 40-man roster. This was a couple of days ago via Ben Nicholson-Smith. Love Ben Nicholson-Smith. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. Uh, they added catcher Riley Adams, catcher Gabriel Moreno, outfielder Josh Palacios, uh, infielder Otto Lopez, and right-handed pitcher Ty Tice. Uh, good stuff. Um, although this does mean Kevin Smith will be exposed as a Rule 5 eligible player, and former first-round pick Logan Wormuth will be exposed as well, uh, as will Josh Winkowski, Cullen Large, uh, and Zach Logue, I guess right now it doesn't really matter too much. Uh, are you surprised to see Logan Wormuth uh, exposed? No, um, not at all. He's really fallen off as a prospect. Uh, yeah. I, I was surprised, as, and as Ben Nicholson-Smith said too, he's kind of surprised that the, the Jays filled up their 40-man. It's really like the only like logical cut to potentially happen being like Travis Shaw, who they could non-tender before I think December 2nd is the non-tender date for arbitration eligible players. I mean, we've got, we've got Derek Fisher too, as he pointed out, who could be cut, but if the Jays are trying to add players via trade or free agency, they've got, they're going to have to open up spots on their 40 man. And that's going to either mean trading 40 man roster folks or removing them via non-tender or DFA. Um, I do like that they protected uh, protected Ty Tice. I yeah. had actually given him like dark horse status last offseason as a guy who could contribute um, in 2020. Of course, it wasn't a regular season, so it, it may have come to pass later on. Um, but Josh Winkowski is a guy who I had hoped they would protect. Uh, I didn't think they were going to protect both Riley Adams and Gabriel Mourinho, but I guess, as we've seen, you can never have too much catcher death because I don't see Reese McGuire being a Blue Jay in 2021, so maybe they'll look to trade him. But I was a little bit surprised that they didn't include uh, Josh Winkowski, but Palacios makes sense because they did actually add him to their playoff prospect, or player pool. So um, yeah, he seems to be one of our higher, well, one of our only high-ranking outfielders at this point in the minor leagues. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, just just a little bit surprised that they filled it up, but I think we'll see some, we'll see a lot of moves here in the next week or two. Yep, Uh, and one thing that's worth noting is that very recently the Tampa Bay Rays got rid of their two catchers, and right now they don't have anybody 
who's played above high A ball in the catcher position. So yeah. they look to be a very good trading partner in that we do have a considerable amount of catching depth. I don't think either Danny Jansen or Alejandro Kirk's going anywhere, but McGuire, Adams, and Moreno. Hey, we know that Reese McGuire is a big fan of Florida parking lots, so he might enjoy Tampa Bay. I wasn't going to touch that one, but you went right for it. But that's <laughs> I had okay. To. I had to make Mo- one. Moving on, John Morosi had a couple of interesting announcements in recent uh, few days. Uh, Of course, everyone probably already saw the tweet about uh, Pirates uh, left-handed pitcher Stephen Brault uh, being one of the names to follow as far as the trade market. Teams have been calling about the Pirates. Uh, He has three years of control, and last year he had a 3.38 ERA in 2020. Uh, We're not going to step off on this guy. He he could be a target. Uh, Another guy... Another lefty we've heard uh, possibly connected to the Jays is, guess what? It's J.A. Happ coming for the three-peat, going for three like my man Steph Curry. Um, I don't want that, but look, I, I love J.A. Happ. Um, I think it's just probably good for us to try to stay on the, the younger side of things for now. Happ, Happ is the kind of guy, like, he could be great on a team that's a contender, um, I hate saying this, but like say Houston or um, even if you were to, to switch to the NL, I could see him being on the Dodgers and getting paid a decent chunk of change, be the fifth starter and probably still yeah. win 10, 10, 15 games. He's got he's got the juice. He's got the skills. So don't count him out just yet. Uh, any fleeting thoughts on Jay Happ you want to throw in there? Um. No, <laughs> I think we've Fair. seen enough of Jay Happ to know who he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, lo- love him as a Jay. He 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 had a great tenure both times, and uh, it's you know I I'd like to see him go out and win a ring somewhere. Uh, there's no way he was going to do that in New York. Moving on, uh, the New York Mets uh, second baseman Robinson Cano tested positive for a performance enhancing drug, will be suspended for the whole 2021 season, forfeits that 24 million dollar salary. <laughs> Uh, that's a Sucks lot of money. Suck. Yeah, it's a lot of money for uh, to be freed up for the Mets. That gives them a chance to uh, invest that money in players like DJ LeMahieu, who they have been connected to, uh, who the Jays are also competing for, allegedly. Yeah. Um, do you think this hurts Cano's Hall of Fame chances? I think the first PED suspension hurt Cano's uh, Hall of Fame chances. I don't know. I, I never considered Robinson Cano to be a Hall of Fame player anyway. So he really fell off in the last five or so years of his career. So I I wouldn't have even given him a thought for Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's unfortunate uh, that this stuff happens in 2020. But uh, you know what? Uh, you do the crime, you pay the time. Is that what the phrase is? I mean, sure he's, is. he's got to sit out the whole season now. As a 38 uh, or 39-year-old, so... Yeah, this is gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt, hurt his chance. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna hurt his chance when it comes to uh, possibly, uh, possibly returning for another season. Uh, Mike Clevenger got signed to a two-year deal. Good for Clev. Uh, he immediately went uh, under uh, Tommy John surgery uh, this past uh, Tuesday, so a week ago tomorrow. It sounds like it went well from what I've seen. So yeah, uh, I, I'd say this probably keeps the Dodgers window open a little bit more. Um, 
Yeah, there. I don't know if there's anything else uh, to talk about news-wise. Uh, Vladdy is down 40 pounds, so 20 since the end of the season, 40 since July. Uh, his goal is to lose 10 more pounds and be at 235. That was uh, Hector Gomez uh, mentioning this on the Twitter machine. I thought it was interesting that My uh, God. we are still micromanaging this young man's... Uh... So he's, he's <laughs> saying that Vladdy was at 275? No, it'd be two eighty-five. Oh yeah, because if he's lost, <laughs> yeah. if he's lost forty, and then he wants to lose oh, ten more God. to be at two thirty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was he was chonky. But then, if you look at the picture that was posted with him, oh yeah, he again, looks he looks good. And and we saw as the season went on, like they said, like yeah, four, like twenty pounds since July towards the end of the season. So I mean, he came I'm, into camp as a big boy, and he and he worked hard to lose it. So hopefully, he uh, continues that all all off season here. Yeah, like for me, like I, I am, I am full on fed up with this narrative. Um, and the only reason I bring it up now is because I just want to shove it in everybody's face uh, about how this guy is going out there and working out like an animal and working hard. I don't want anybody to to question uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s commitment. Um, he had a tough 2020, and we all did. I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Uh, I know. Being at home most of the time between March and July, I put on weight, uh, and I'm still working to try to get it off. So, I mean, kudos to Vladdy, and I hope this narrative dies soon. And this is hopefully the last time that uh, I have to bring it up at all. So, let's just move on to the big thing that we wanted to talk about this week. Uh, one of our listeners, Sister with a Bolter, at Sister W. Bolter, Capitals on Sister and Bolter asked us uh, at BFMD podcast question for the podcast. Will any of Hatch, Merriweather, K, Luciano ever make it as a full-time starter on the Blue Jays? Emphasis on ever ages next season. Hatch 26, Merriweather 29, K 26, Luciano 21. Uh, there was a tweet, uh, Scott Mitchell at Scott Mitchell. Um, Clarity from Ross Atkins on a handful of Blue Jays pitching roles heading into spring. The starters, uh, or prospective starters, Thomas Hatch, Julie Merriweather, Anthony Calvis, Luciano. Let's just blast right through this list. This is a great question, by the way, sister with a bolter. I don't know what your actual regular person name is, but that's okay. <laughs> um, start right at the top of the list, uh, Justin Thomas Hatch. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Hatch uh, that he has going for him is that his ERA beat the FIP projection. By a lot. <laughs> you, yeah, you'll love to see it. Uh, he does generate a lot more ground balls, uh, very few home runs, which is fantastic. Uh, but that walk rate, whew, geez, that's high. Uh, do, yeah. you think Hatch, do you think Hatch will ever be a starter, or do we give him credit just by passing the finish line uh, with that one singular start he had in 2020. Um, no, I. No, note to your the last question, but I think I think Thomas Hatch. Well, he's probably going to be in AAA if there is a AAA in 2021, um, to start at least. But I do think his performance this season here really put him on the, um, the immediate call up list. If there is a need for maybe even a six man rotation, maybe. Um, he was a starter for the Cubs in their minor league system. He had never thrown a relief appearance until this season with the Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, and when we did trade him or did acquire him in that David Phelps beautiful trade, uh, 
when he was in New Hampshire in 19, he actually looked really good as a starting pitcher. His numbers on, on paper are great. Obviously, you don't have any real-world uh, video of him personally or eye test, but he did look good there. I did like him in the pen. I'd love to see him stretched out as a starter and give him AAA reps just to see what he looks like after a season of major league experience. But I do think that he will be a starting pitcher. Whether or not it's for the Blue Jays, I'm, I'm not 100% certain. Um, I'm just going to say the one guy on this list who I think has a good chance to be a Blue Jays full-time starter is Anthony Kay. Uh, biggest reasons, he got some experience. Second reason, lefty. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. That's fair. Um, I, I think Hatch uh, is a maybe. Uh, it's too early to say ever. I think he's he's one of the younger ones on this list. So I'll reserve judgment on him. Uh, Julian Merriweather, uh, he did get three starts this past year, although obviously he was an opener or he had limited innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, his numbers are deceptively strong. He's the opposite of Thomas Hatch. Uh, in that his ERA, while it was 4.15, his FIP was 2.27. The guy yeah. was just a strikeout machine, uh, even though he only had 13 innings. Uh, he got some real work done in those uh, eight games that he did play. Um, strong ground ball pitcher. Um, I think he suffered from a little bit of uh, bad luck with the BABIP uh, and also the... Uh, his lack of ability to keep runners on base. Uh, but again, we're looking at a very limited amount uh, of space. Uh, he was able to get 0.5 war in 13 innings. That's pretty efficient. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That explains why his FIP is so high. Um, he's 29. He's in the same league as TJ Zoik in terms of uh, ability. The difference is Zoik is three years younger. Uh, Merriweather uh, is probably going to end up being a AAA starter if there is an MILB season at all uh either way i would say his runway is very limited uh and it's very telling i think that if you look at since 2017 so three years three full years he's pitched a grand total of uh 19 innings across every format in baseball so (laughs) that's not great obviously uh injuries kind of screwed him up uh quite a bit uh, but yeah, he's running out of runway. Anthony K, I agree with you. Oh, the one thing I'd like to see K do is start in AAA next year to give him maximum innings. Um, I like the guy a lot, and he, you know, is an interesting option as far as uh, what he could do as uh, a left-handed reliever. But it's just too, I don't know. I feel like he needs a little bit of refining, and that's okay. It's not a big deal. Elvis yeah. Luciano, I think, is the most interesting name. Um, there's not even anything worth looking at for Luciano, and obviously 2019 was a bit of a disaster for him. So let's just pretend it doesn't exist and say we could be three or four more years away from knowing what the scoop is with Elvis Luciano. He's only 20. He's only 20, and he just turned 19 when he started pitching uh, for the Jays during that year where we rule fived him. Um, I think this is a very, this is still a move that is being forgotten in the shuffle. He's, it was a very shrewd move. Uh, yeah, it sucked to watch him get beat up and then go on the 90 day IL or whatever it was, uh, in 2019. <laughs> the feels was, bad uh, man list. Yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal. Um, but that being said, I have high hopes for Luciano. 
I'm not sure exactly yeah. where he'll fit in. Um, I'm not sure if it's even a starter, but he's 20 years old, and it's impossible at this point to tell. We could still have something very special with him and not even know it. So there you go. Um, let's go into the relief list that uh, Scott Mitchell posted on Twitter. Ryan Barucki. How do you feel about Ryan Barucki? Full-time relief pitcher Ryan Barucki. I'm a big fan. I think that is his future role with the team. I don't see him really being anywhere else. I think that's where he's going to yeah. slot in just because of the durability issues. Um, and he did pitch well in the bullpen, in my opinion. So I would like to see him be like a seventh inning, eighth inning lefty guy. Yep. Uh, I love Ryan Brucky in the pen because he's a lefty. He's like a better Aaron Loop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I'm interested because he was pretty solid for us out of the pen this year. Uh, very limited innings, uh, 21 appearances. So he almost, you know, a third of, or more than a third, uh, of our games. His K rate was 11, which is phenomenal, but his walk rate was almost six and a half. Yeah. Uh, a lot of work to be done, but he was very good at limiting. I think he only gave up, uh, one or two tacos the whole uh, the whole 16.2 innings pitched. Uh, his ERA beat the FIP projection. Um, I'm happy with him in the pen. I think give him a couple of years. He already has over 100 innings under his belt as a pitcher. Uh, and even as a starter, I was still satisfied with him. Uh, and then 2019 was a disaster due to injury. That's kind of a recurring theme with these guys. Uh, Baraki's only Yeah, Baraki's only 25, so there's still tons of time for him to figure it out. And he's going to be on the roster pretty much no matter what, unless he gets injured, knock on wood. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, Sean Reed Foley, man, you were a big proponent of him way back in 2017 or 2018. Sorry. When we started the podcast, where's your head at now with uh, Sean Reed Foley? Um, He's going to be a relief pitcher. If, if he's ever anything in, in baseball, I think he's proven or hasn't proven that he can be a starting pitcher. Uh, he's just not not capable of it at this point. And I, I do think that the sooner or later they transfer him into this full-time relief role, the better it'll be for his career. Yeah, his uh, his AAA seasons have not been... No. Uh, well, and his time his first in the bigs one, have not been great. Yeah, his, his first year in AAA in 2018 wasn't too bad. Uh, he got the, the snot hit out of him uh in uh 2017 in double a and it's just it's, i feel like he hasn't been consistent enough uh, no. to warrant uh you know much of a look at this point um i still yeah he's younger than everybody else on this list except for luciano uh, i think he's 24 going on 25 or something like that uh and he got rid of the mustache too which i did not like uh so i don't know like i don't think his BABIP was extremely low uh, in his six innings this year, which is kind of nice. But they're protected innings, and it's not enough for us to really make a sound judgment on no. him. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Triple A starter next year, and he probably knows it, and it's his last shot. Uh, Patrick Murphy, uh, you've you've sung the praises of of Patty Murphy. Uh, he had a decent 2020 when he he got the call up and he got a chance to uh, throw throw a few balls. Um, yeah. Triple A to start, probably. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a little bit curious, I guess, as to why that they're they're turning him into a full time uh, 
reliever is just based on the fact that he's shown promise as a starting pitcher. In my opinion, I thought he was, he's been, had some very good seasons in the minor leagues. Um, but I mean, I guess they, they, they think they have enough depth where they don't need him to be a starting pitcher anymore. But I, I still think I would love for Patrick Murphy to tell them that he can start at a triple a, <laughs> but it just seems that they, they want him to transition into a relief role, which is a, their, their decision, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to feel uh, about that. I know he's gotten he's logged a lot of innings as a starter mm-hmm. uh, in A and high A, uh, and then he's you know he, he's had a slower development. He's twenty five, and uh, unlike uh, Sean Reed Foley, Patrick Murphy has pitched very competently as he's developed. There's mm-hmm. no warning signs here to me. To say we should pump the pump the, the brakes on him, uh, and I think we would have seen a lot of good stuff from him in uh, 2020 had COVID not sort of tanked uh, everything as far as uh, as far as player development. So uh, I'd say out of all the ones that are on the relief pitcher list, I'm most excited about him, um, and. Yancy Diaz, do you have any thoughts on him? He pitched a lot of innings as a starter. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we, we did double A. We saw him get shelled in his inning and two thirds with the Jays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely shelled. Yeah. Uh, and I honestly, I, I see him as a likely guy who maybe gets DFA'd if we do need a uh, a roster spot on that forty man um because he is on the 40 minor roster and i just think that he hasn't really been good enough in the higher levels for us to say yeah let's uh let's give this guy uh, some runway i just think that he his his low he, he doesn't have a crazy high ground ball rate and it seems like he has done a decent job of limiting of limiting home runs, but I just don't see his pitching, his stuff, his velocity translating into the big leagues. He doesn't have the the power. Yeah, one thing to keep in mind too, when it comes to to, to Diaz, he just turned twenty four. Like as yeah. in, he turned twenty four eight days ago. So like he is young, and there, he has a little bit more runways than some of these other guys. Yeah. Uh, Hector Perez is the last guy we're going to talk about uh, in this little scenario. Uh, Perez was pretty solid in Double A last year, twenty nineteen. I guess is no longer last year. Um, he has had the same sort of slow development as Patrick Murphy, although with less to show for it in terms of results. Uh, K rate went way down uh, his last Double uh, A season. Because uh, he was a flamethrower, and, and now we're seeing something a little different. Um, I don't, I don't know if he he's just uh, wherever he goes, he's going to be a starter, but he could be full time minor leaguer. Uh, he didn't really perform that great in his single uh, inning and a half, or inning and two thirds uh, in 2020. Any final thoughts on uh, Hector Perez? Um, I think the Jays will keep him for a little while. It's another guy that we got in the Osuna trade from Houston. Yeah. So I do see them giving him some runway. Whether or not he ever sticks in the big leagues, I think he might have it right. I think he's kind of like a 4A player where he'll, he'll bounce around, maybe make some spot starts. Yeah. But 
I I don't see him as a long-term uh, solution anywhere for us. That's the thing right now is with the Jays, a lot of these guys who have come through the system, uh, we have a very They're kind significant, of fizzling out. We have a log jam, like most teams do, of 24 to 26-year-old double-A starters. Yeah. Uh, although emphasis more on 24. Uh, if you're a 26-year-old double-A starter, it gets harder. Um, I hope that answers your question. Uh, a sister with a Volter. Uh, thanks for K. sending. <laughs> thanks for sending it in. The short answer is Anthony K. Although I have a proclivity, I wish TJ Zoik was on this list. I think Julian Merriweather's got a chance. He does, but the, the, he's coming up in his last chance. Um, out of all these players, the player who I think has the highest ceiling is Elvis Luciano, uh, followed by Ryan Barucki. Uh, the player with the lowest ceiling is probably Patrick Murphy. However, he has the highest floor as well because he just has a level of consistency that yeah. the others uh, have not produced. Last thing we're going to talk about this uh, this week, guys, uh, the 2021 Baseball Hall of Fame ballot is out. It is juicy. I wanted to get into hot takes about this, but we could save this for another episode, and I'll just say, if you look at the list and all the newcomers, I, I dread saying this, but this looks like the year of the roid. It looks like a lot of uh, roid area hitters and pitchers are going to squeeze in. Uh, oh, and let's not forget Kurt Schilling, who uh, I have a lot of feelings about. Can I make a spicy take? Yeah. There will be no players elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame this year. Oh, my God. Inject that into my veins. I would love that, but that's not going to happen. I don't think there's any way that Barry Bonds lasts another year uh, poking around Seventy percent. He just missed it by a couple of votes, uh, and you got to think that a lot of people who voted uh, for the guys that we were championing last year, they've got to put their votes somewhere. Uh, and we, we we spent an entire year criticizing uh, the Baseball Writers Association about you know these jerks who go in there and they only pick like. To one name did you see that there's been a ballot submitted this year that a guy voted for nobody <sighs> he signed his name on the ballot and turned it in and i'm frankly uh i actually kind of agree with that this year i, I just i don't think any of these players scream hall of fame to me nobody's um, on their last year as far as i know i think we're this is the hall of the very good year outside of the bonds, the um, shillings and the uh, Clemenses. I, I do think bonds and Clemens get in. I think it's next year. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see because we, the, of the new names on the list, you've got AJ Burnett, uh, uh, Jay's legend, Latroy Hawkins, uh, <laughs> Mark Burley, Mark Burley absolutely will get into the hall of fame, but it's going to be, tough sledding because he's got guys ahead of him like Andy Pettit and Andrew Jones who are probably going to command. If I had to vote for somebody this year, I would vote for Mark Burley because I I think just the fact that he is a good guy. He's just a good ball player. Like he didn't get into any trouble ever. He didn't cheat. He was just. Isn't it wild though? Look at this. And Mark Burley is on this list before R.A. Dickey. R.A. Dickey pitched longer than him. I know. It's just weird to think, though, because the R.A. Dickey era kind of ended at the same time as Mark Burley. 
Yeah, and R.I. Dickey's not, not a Hall of Famer either, but... <laughs> no, he's not, but for his accomplishments, he's a good comparable to some of the other pitchers that we're going to see appear on this list in the next two to three years. Yeah. Um, I'd say the players who are going to get big gains this year, uh, Omar Vizquel had massive gains. Hmm. It's weird because he's an uh, uh, bat. Uh, however, defensively, he's a shortstop. <laughs> he was very popular. Yeah, a lot, uh, of, a lot of good, a lot of good years as a defender. Billy Wagner, I think I championed this a lot last year, and he saw massive gains. I think people are starting to see the value of the reliever. Uh, I don't think it magically changes very much. Uh, he's the guy right now with the most career saves that's currently on a on the ballot or as a possibility. Uh, and I do think Billy Wagner deserves a lot more credit than what he gets. I don't know if he makes a haul. I'd say if if I had to. If I had to vote this year, I would vote for Andy Pettit, Mark Burley. <sighs> uh, and that about wraps up the show. <laughs> Billy Wagner, I guess I would, too. Uh, Todd Helton probably will get in. Uh, so I'll throw a vote on him. And Andrew Jones, too, because he was a phenomenal uh, outfielder who yeah. won a billion gold gloves. And Torrey Hunter is one of the most popular players we've seen in the last 20 years, so... Maybe he gets into. I don't know. We'll see. That's it for the show. Justin, any final thoughts? Nope. Um, stay tuned. We'll be back with some grading episodes next time. That's right. Uh, we have not given up yet on uh, grading <laughs> episodes. We're taking our time. Listen. I am not looking awesome. forward to the bullpen. Oh, my God. There's so, <laughs> so many people to, to look at, whether that we give them all grades or not. It's just going to be a smorgasbord of, or as you would say, a poo-poo platter. But anyways, I digress. For Patrick out in Halifax, it's uh, Justin Anderson here in Saskatoon saying see you next time on Bat Flips and Maple Dips. I 